good morning, church. It's polite, by the way, when someone says good morning to you to say about. Do you believe what I was saying? Do you? Do you believe it? Do you believe that God speaks through your pastors? That's a challenging question right there. I want you to believe what I'm saying, not just know it. There's a difference, you know that? You can hear what I say and go, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's cool. But there's a difference when you say, no, I believe that. You see, the difference between knowing and believing, when you believe something, it will change the way you act. I want you to believe what I was saying. I don't want you just to know it in your head. I want you to know it in your heart, in your whole body. I want you to know it. I believe that, that was God speaking through me, of course. But I want us to have that attitude to the word of God. I want us to have that heart to receive it. Because I tell you, I did not plan that. I did not even know they were singing new wine. And when I came up, I just felt God prompt me. A fire arose within me. I was almost holding back a little bit because I didn't want to scare anybody. But I believe it was God. <laughs> you say it didn't work. Okay. I want you to believe that. I want you to see that it was God. I'm not saying I always get it right. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying I always get it right. I'm not saying Emily always gets it right or the worship leaders or anybody, but we try. And when God moves, you can feel it, you know it, and I want you to receive it and claim it for your life. I want you to believe in the power of prophecy and declaration over your life. I want you to believe in words. You know the Bible talks a lot about words and that what you say makes a difference. You know this? That if you speak negatively and speak death out of your, out of your mouth, then that's what you receive on this earth. The, the Bible says speak life. The power of life and death is found where? In the tongue. So when we are speaking these things, by claiming it, by receiving it, you may actually just get the breakthrough that you are looking for. So I want to encourage us as a church, whenever we have a moment like that, dive on in as though God himself is speaking and grab it for your life. Is that good? Yeah? I want us to be like Jacob, the grabber in the Bible. That's what his name meant, the grabber. And it's, it's funny because he came out of the womb grabbing his brother. And then he grabbed the blessing from his brother. And he kept grabbing. And when he fought with the Lord, he actually grabbed hold of the angel of the Lord. And they had actually had a fight. And he would not let him go. He would not loosen his grip until he received the blessing of God. Church, what would it look like if you came ready to grip on to something? If you came to church, like, I will grip on whatever, what, even if it's one word that God says, even if God doesn't speak through anything else, apart from that one person who said that one word, I will grip onto that and I will base my life upon the word of God. Anyone want to be a grabber in church? Jacob, you're already there. It's your name. Well done. Let's be, let's grab hold of what God is doing in our meetings. You never quite know where God is going to breathe or God is going to move. So when he does, grab hold of it. Because it might be just the thing you need to hear for your week ahead. Is that good? This is not part of my preach. It doesn't count as my time, okay? That was my intro. Good. I still got three hours left. Great. Fantastic. Actually, I have, I have so little time, don't I? Oh, man. Because we've got kids coming back in. Right, I have the privilege today to speak to you and the honor and the privilege to, to communicate what I believe God is speaking to this house. Please hear what I say there, what God is speaking to this house. 
Not what Liam or Emily have dreamed up while at a coffee shop. No, this is what I believe God is speaking to our house and is our theme and our vision for 2019. Are you excited about it? Do you want to hear about it? Are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to grab hold of it? Fantastic. I want to read some Bible verses to you, and uh, in them is the clue of what I believe God is speaking to us about this year. But receive the Word of God. The Word of God is one of those things that you never have to question whether it's from God. If it's in the Word, it's from God. So whatever I say, claim it for your life. Okay? So let me read some verses to you. They will come up on the screen, and, and hopefully the tech team can follow as I read. Psalm 31, 23. Love the Lord, all you His saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. In Daniel uh, chapter 7, it says, As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me. I approached the one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all the visions I had seen. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. These four great beasts are the four kings who shall arise from the earth, but the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, forever, and ever. In Romans 1 verse 7, it says, To those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from our God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3.14, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth gets its name, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the height, and the depth, and to know the love that is surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Ephesians 4.11, and he gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the, the shepherds, and the teachers, and he gave them to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Does anybody want that for their life? In Colossians 1, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church, of which I have become a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known. The word of God, the mystery hidden for ages and for generations, but is now revealed to the saints. And finally, 2 Thessalonians 1.10. When he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who believe because our testimony to you was believed. To this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. That's a lot of Bible in two minutes. Did you get some of that at least? The bit that I want you to get is what, what word did I want you to pick up on? Saints. <laughs> you got it wrong. Church, this year, 
2019, God spoke to us in prayer while we were in prayer in 2018, gave us the word saints. And I said, God, thanks very much. That's like the most Christian word you could have plucked out. And we just started our church. We're trying to be relevant. And he said, no, no, no. I'm using the word saints. I want to redeem it. People have misused it and mistreated it. And then people have then wandered away from their identity. Because actually, my friends, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a saint. And our job this year is what we're going to call revealing the saints. That is the vision. That is the theme for 2019. We are going to reveal the saints. Are you up for that? Does that sound interesting at least? You're like, what does that even mean though, Liam? I get it. I'm going to explain. We are going to reveal the saints. We are going to reveal. In Romans 1 verse 7, it says to all of Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. I may as well rewrite that. Two stains who are loved by God, and you are called to be saints, my friend. You may not be one right now. You may be living in the sin, but we were sinners once, but we know something that transformed us and set us apart and made us as saints. And my friends, my family, my next-door neighbors, Magna Carta School, St. Peter's Hospital, you are called to be a... And we want to reveal it to people, amen? We want our friends and family to know their identity in God. We want them to know what it means to be a saint of God. We want them to know, don't we, that sainthood doesn't come from behavior. It comes from belief. That's the problem with the word. The word saint has been used to talk about somebody's behavior. Whereas I believe God in 2019 at Flow Church is going to redeem that word for us. And it's going to come from a place of belief. Saints will become our identity. We will know things about ourselves, not because we know, because we know the word saint. The word saint means to be set apart or the holy ones. And people, that is not a holy than now. That is not a judgment statement. That is a humility statement. I am holy because Christ has made me holy. Not because I've acted in a right way to receive a holy status. I have been called to be set apart. Church, I want to tell you in 2019, we are going to be called to be set apart. Are you up for that bit? That bit's a little bit trickier. We are, we're called to appear different. And Jesus challenges on this, and I'm trying to remember the verse in my head. That's why I paused for a second. Jesus says something along the lines of, if the world loves you, it's because you belong to the world. We are supposed to be and look and smell and even just have an aura of difference about us. Not because of anything we've done, but because we have been revealed as a saint by God. And this year, I want to reveal us as saints. It's going to start with us being revealed more. You may know that you are a saint of God and you may be a Christian for a long time and, and you may have learned things about what it is to live with Christ and have faith, but I believe that I want to reveal more in you. I want to believe, I want to, I want to reveal more of what God has placed in you as a saint. Church, I believe there is more gifting, there is more purpose, there is more destiny in you than you have even thought about or imagined. There are more businesses in you than you've even planned. There are more impact than you've ever thought about. There is more influence than you've ever realized that you could handle. And I believe this year God is going to do some things to reveal that to you. Have you ever thought about it? When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't get filled with half of the Holy Spirit. Do you know this? 
You don't get filled with half and then you have to earn the other half. That's not how it works with God. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are filled with all of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me ask you, do you feel like you live in all of the Holy Spirit? Because if we did that, trust me, as you walk past people who are sick, they will be made well. The Bible tells that happened to Peter. In fact, if you live in that, what happens sometimes is the clothes that you wore the day before will touch somebody else and they will get healed. That's what happened to Paul. You see, the fullness of the Holy Spirit is within you. And you and I don't always live like that. And it's not because the Holy Spirit isn't there. And so what happens is you go to church and they start praying more of the Holy Spirit, more of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever been there? Have you ever prayed that? I've prayed that for my life a lot. More of the Holy Spirit. And God started telling me, Liam, I've already given you everything. You just need to have it revealed to you what's inside of you. In fact, you need to just believe what's inside of you. Some of it isn't there because you just don't believe it's really there. Instead, you're looking at yourself instead of looking at me. And you start thinking, well, I couldn't hold that kind of gifting. I couldn't pray for the sick. That's the thing that the people at the front do. No, no, God's saying to you, stop looking at you and look at me. And then that will reveal to you the saint of God that you are. Church, there is so much more in you. Okay, I'm going to get you involved now. Will you turn to someone next to you and say, there is so much more in you. And it's not there, it's not there because you have earned it, it's not there because you got that degree, it's not there because you earned that promotion or found that job, it is there because Christ allowed it to be there for you. Christ died so that you and I may have the fullness of God dwelling inside of us. And Ephesians 3 that I read out talks about us being strengthened in our inner being by that very spirit. Church, I want to tell you one way that we are going to reveal the saints this year is by strengthening the saints in this room. This year, if you call Flow Church your home, we are going to strengthen you as a saint of God. Would you like to hear how we're going to do that? Fantastic. The way we're going to, what's that? (laughs) The way we're going to do that, Jamie said free gym membership. You need to stop interrupting my preachers today, man. That's three times. I know we're close friends, but come on. You're engaged. We're going to strengthen you this year. All right? We're going to strengthen your spirit. We're going to strengthen your understanding of God. We're going to strengthen the principles you live by. We're going to strengthen the words that you say. We're going to strengthen your mindsets. We're going to strengthen the way that we think, church. That is where half the battle is with things of God. We're going to strengthen this part. And the way that we're going to do that is we're going to set up a few things. We're going to run what we're going to call strengthening projects. And I'll tell you about some of those today, but you're going to be able to find them. When you go home, you're going to be able to look online at our website, and there's going to be a strengthening projects page, and you can look at all the projects we have available. One of them is we're going to start prayer meetings. Okay, I'm going to say that again. And I'm going to believe that this church knows how important prayer meetings are. We're going to start prayer meetings. Fantastic. We are going to do two prayer meetings a month. Wow. And they're going to be on the same week and they're going to be on the last week of the month. And on the Tuesday, or for some of the days it's a Wednesday because we couldn't get the hall. On the Tuesday or the first one of those that week. Our prayer meeting will be based around praying for this church and the people in it. 
So if you are sick, we're going to lay hands on you. If you need a financial breakthrough, we're going to pray provision for you. If you need a breakthrough with relationships, we're going to pray restoration for you. If you need to see your family baptized, we're going to pray salvation for you. We're going to pray for you. And you're going to pray for me and Emily as well. But we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray for each other. We're going to look at our lives and say, where do we need God to move? And we're going to stand with our brothers and sisters. And we're going to believe in faith that what we have said is going to happen. And then on the Thursday of that week, we are going to then have a prayer meeting, which I believe is going to be a little bit more tougher. And we'll probably get less people, but I'm okay with that. And we're going to have an interceding prayer meeting for this town, this nation, and the continent of Europe. And we're going to pray a blessing over our leaders, as in the PM and Theresa May and whoever else ends up there. And we're going to pray for the the MP of this town. And we're going to pray for the the nation of uh, England. And then we're going to pray for the continent of Europe, that churches will be blessed and countries that are closed to the gospel will open up. And pray that churches that are struggling will flourish. That's what we're going to do on the Thursday. But not only that, on the first week of every month, we're going to run what we're going to call Wisdom Nights. Where on the Wednesday of that week, we're going we're gonna to hire a venue and then we're going to go and do te- deeper teaching around principles of the Bible. And really, we're going to look at what the Bible says about being a saint. So that you can understand what it really means to live as a saint of God. And we're going to do these deeper teaching nights where we can do Q&A. We can go a bit deeper. We'll pray for each other, all those kind of things. But that's the idea of wisdom nights. Does that sound good? I'm inviting some friends along to those things, some external speakers, just to shake us up and make us think in different ways, because I want you to be strengthened. Now, of course, not everything is going to be you having to come to it, because we realize time is, of, like, time is a very valuable resource in our lives. So what we're also going to do is we're going to work on our podcast so that you guys have more different, a variety, sometimes, you know, a Bible study, sometimes a prayer meeting on a podcast, and sometimes Maria's even going to sit there and sing worship over the podcast so that when you're praying at home, you can just press play and Maria will sing to you. That sound good? Not just, I'm sure there'll be more than just you, of course, but we're going to do these podcasts so when you are with just by yourself, you can still be strengthened. Does that sound good? Not only that, but this is a multi-generational church, amen? So we are going to be doing youth strengthening projects. Sam is going to be taking the teenagers of this church, and he's been taking them to different events around the UK so they can be exposed to different things um, that God is doing in this nation. And maybe even at some point we'll get them on a plane and get them into Europe, amen? Not only that, but God is, we're going to strengthen our kids. And we're going to strengthen our kids. They have an amazing Sunday program. We're going to work hard on making that the best it can be. And then also, we're going to do a day conference for kids in September. And we're going to give them a space so that they can be grown, they can be challenged, they can be pushed forward, so they can be strengthened. Because I would love kids that know that they are saint of God. Before they enter the world like, and do all kinds of different things, they would know from the start they are a saint of God. Amen? And then lastly... We're going to talk to the MP, which Emily and I have a meeting with him in February. Let's hope he doesn't cancel it or change it this time. We're meeting with him in February, and we're going to sit there and say, how can we bless you, and how can we bless this town? And whatever he says, we're going to do it. Amen? So we're going to strengthen you. Does that sound good? I'm seriously running out of time. It's so upsetting, but I'm going to keep going. Take my time. Take my time. You're you're here for ages, right? You don't mind. Amen? We're going to strengthen. Who needs food? We're going to strengthen 
you as a saint of God. And then, to reveal you as a saint of God, we're going to strengthen you, and then we're going to send you. This year, you will be sent as a saint of God. Are you ready for that? The way that we're going to do that is very simple. We have six European mission trips available for you to sign up to. If you call Flow Church your home, if you are already on a serving team, if you are already giving your finances, then you can step onto a mission trip and you can go into Europe and you can serve the European continent as a saint of God. What does that look like, Liam? Well, I've been chatting to a friend of mine in Greece who has a ministry serving refugees. We have two trips planned to go to Greece so that you people can go and actually sit face-to-face with refugees and show them the love of God. We're going to go to Croatia, and we're going to help a pastor friend of mine whose church is just struggling. He's just finding it really hard. And so we're going to send a team that are just going to go and absolutely bless him. Let him know that he is loved, that he is cared for, and that actually we believe in him and his church. And then we're going to go pray. We're going to go hit the streets. We're going to go and chat to people about Jesus. We're going to do whatever he needs doing to give his church that fire again. Does that sound good? We're going to send a youth and young adults team to Estonia to run a youth conference out there. And this time they're going and they're hoping and believing for 800 young people to come to this conference. Trying to think of other things. We're going to go to Portugal. We have no contacts in Portugal. None at all. But that's what I love. I'm leading that one. I'm very excited. We're going to go to Portugal. We're going to hire a hotel room and we're going to pray and see what God says to us. And if God says go to this church, we're going to go to it. If God says go stand by that post, we're going to stand by it. I don't know what he's going to say, but we're going to go out there believing that we are a strengthened saint of God and we need to carry the message of Jesus to other people. That's what we're going to be doing. And we're going to be sending you locally as well. We've arranged with hospitals to do Sunday services at their hospital for them. We're going to arrange with prisons. We're trying really hard to do that right now so so that we can look at how we partner with people who are in prison. And then we're going to get ourselves into schools. And we're going to preach at assemblies and we're going to do RE lessons. We're going to be sent here, right here, right now. Does that sound exciting to you? Does that sound good to you? But why are we doing that, Liam? Why would we do all that? Why can't we just stay here at church? Why can't we just have our nice Sunday gathering? Why can't we just keep it like this? Because our name is Flow, people. It is not lake. It is not swimming pool. It is not jacuzzi church. This is Flow Church. I have a river of living water inside of me. Not a, not a lake. Not a pool, a jacuzzi living inside of me. I have a river of living water. A river to be a river, people, needs to flow. It needs to move. That's why we're doing it, because Christ told us to do it. And if you're thinking, yeah, but I need more than that. You want more than that? we got to do it because people need Jesus. In fact, nations need Jesus. Governmental structures need Jesus. Schools need Jesus. My brother needs Jesus. Our families need Jesus. On the 28th of December, 2018,
uh, my best friend passed away. Uh, Jamie, Maria, Emily, and myself were at his hospital bed, and we prayed and we worshipped for two hours as he passed away. Spent his whole life struggling with cystic fibrosis. But I tell you, the last thing he said to me was a challenge to me. He said, Liam, do you really believe that I can be healed? And he wasn't saying it because he didn't. He said it because he did, and he just doubted whether I did. My friend held on to Jesus to the end. Why am I telling you this? Why am I telling you this? One, because I want you to know the tender place that some of your leaders are in. But two, because when my friend passed away, I had the privilege of saying to everybody in that room, there was probably about 15 people, I said, guys, we're going to pray, and we're going to let go of him so that he might hold on to Jesus. He had the privilege of holding on to Jesus and walking into heaven. I didn't see it. I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't sense it, but I tell you, I believe it because Jesus Christ said so, and I believe Jesus. I've seen Jesus. I've touched Jesus. I know him. Not physically, but you know what I'm saying. And so I know my friend walked into heaven. And right then again, I just felt an urge in my spirit that said, Liam, this ministry thing is not about just building a nice church. It's not just about getting a place where you can get money and get employed. It's not just about, you know, doing nice events or getting nice lights. It is about that moment. It is about that moment for every single person. It's about that moment for my brother, for my nephew, for my sister-in-law. That's what it's about. It's about that for every single person you make contact with. It's about giving them an opportunity to know they are called to be a saint of God and that they don't have to end up as not a saint and that all the things that come with that, they can say yes to Jesus and they can get into heaven just like my friend did who had no fear about death, who went peacefully into it because he knew his Savior was there, because he knew he was a saint of God. So I'm going to strengthen you as best as I can. I'm going to pray and dig deep. Emily and I are fasting for 40 days on a Daniel fast at the start of this year. Why? Because we want to dig deep so that what we give to you is going to strengthen your spirit in your inner being. So that you might understand how much you are loved by God and how big his love is. And then God will be able to do more than we can ask or imagine. We are going to desperately dig deep for you. And then we're going to provide spaces for you to be sent out. So that you can go and you might lead somebody by the hand and say, do you want to be a saint of God? I want every single one of you to have the privilege this year of saying that you led somebody to Christ. Whether they come to this church or not does not bother me. As long as they end up at a healthy Bible preaching, spirit filled church. I just want people in heaven. Amen. Sarah, you can go and get the kids now. And then we, in September, on the 21st of September, it's coming to our first anniversary of Flow Church. We are going to celebrate all that God has done through us this year. We're going to celebrate. We're going to hire, hopefully, we're going to hire a big theater in Twickenham. And we're going to have what we're going to call the Waterfall Gathering, where we come together as a church. And by then, I think we will be bigger. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And we will all come together 
And we are going to do what I believe is the most important thing to do in church that doesn't happen enough is celebrate the goodness of God and all that he has done through us. And we're going to share the stories of how people have been saved and transformed. We're going to share things from the mission trips. And we're going to invite a special guest in to preach who is going to be totally different to what we're used to so that he might shake us up and strengthen us again to go again for 2020. We're going to come together and celebrate people. Because I love celebrating. I think it's very important to do. And that is the vision and the theme for Flow Church 2019.